0: Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world renowned
1: entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. From the production studios of Epic Financial Strategies here in Red Bank, New Jersey. We are Infinity X giving a stage and microphone to human excellence in the constant pursuit of creating infinite opportunities for entrepreneurs, for aspiring business owners, and for individuals who are looking to scale in mastery by monitoring, measuring, and by scaling after people who have been there, done that, and are doing things in exciting, exciting verticals. And ladies and gentlemen, I am incredibly Excited about tonight. Tonight we have Dylan Smith joining us, and I had the good fortune of. Well, let me take a step back. You know, when you're a uh, <laughs> when you're a parent, um, you, you, especially of a daughter, you have the tendency to be pretty guarded, right? And I am incredibly protective and incredibly guarded over my beautiful 18 year old daughter, Gabrielle who is you know and and listen, you know rightfully so it's a crazy world that we live in now, but she's an incredibly great kid and I'm very, very blessed. And Gabrielle uh, is a gym rat, right? She's in the gym. Every single day without fail, Uh, she threatens that she can squat 300 pounds. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Dylan will verify that later on. But um, (laughs) on a a daily basis, uh, up in Mayapack, New York, where we uh, were living for the last six years, uh, Gabrielle had joined a, a gym. And, uh, had, you know, she was, she was doing really, really well, um, in, in, you know, creating a a balance between working and going to school and, and going to the gym. And I get a random, uh, phone call from her. Um, and this is going back maybe four or five months ago. And, uh, she says, she says, dad, listen, um, I met a guy that I, uh, and I've got, become friends with a guy that I think might be a good, um, Guest on your podcast, I said, "Oh yeah, tell me a little bit more." And she says, "Well, his name is Dylan Smith, and he has a company by the name of D is for Dyslexia." And I said, "Okay, that's interesting. Tell me what my outcome would be, right? Why do you think that Dylan would be a good guest?" And she said, "Well, not only does he have a large following, but Dad, he's he's got a message in an area that is so underserved in the school." community, and in the community in general, which is children that are either living with and not been diagnosed with, or have been diagnosed but are not receiving aid in the area of dyslexia. And I got to tell you, that really, really, really hit my heart because I have two cousins. uh, I don't have dyslexia personally, but I have two cousins who had dyslexia and had an unbelievably difficult time, uh, not only in grammar school, but really all the way through high school because it actually went undiagnosed and they really didn't understand what was happening. Um, And it was incredibly frustrating. Um, There was some bullying involved, unfortunately, as a result of it. And it just hit my heart. And, you know, entrepreneurship does not just mean an ipo entrepreneurship does not just mean becoming a millionaire but sometimes entrepreneurship not only involves making money but also means serving a community that absolutely is dying for that leadership and so ladies and gentlemen replay we are infinityx.com, we are infinityx youtube apple uh, uh, apple and uh, uh, spotify um, and uh, you know uh, all the other verticals that we're on, but ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to Dylan Smith. Dylan, it's so great to have you here tonight, man. How you doing? How, Merry Christmas to you, brother.
0: Merry Christmas to you as well. I really appreciate the very very
1: warm welcome. Thank you so much for having me and taking the time. Absolutely, Dylan. It's a pleasure. It's a real pleasure. From the minute that I we spoke the first time, I was just blown away. Um, Dylan, first and foremost, for the record, how old are you? I'm 21. 21 years old, ladies and gentlemen. 21. Ask yourself after you listen to this podcast are you as motivated as Dylan is? And were you this motivated at 21? Uh, you know, you might be scratching your head, but so, so, <coughs> <laughs> so, so, um, my first, Dylan, on our first conversation, I was just blown away. I was blown away by your organization. I was blown away by the infrastructure that you've put together. Uh, I was blown away by your following on Instagram at D D underscore is underscore for dyslexia, right? Um, I think I got that right. Uh, We'll put out your website, all those different things. But brother, tell us a little bit about you, where you grew up, um, what you experienced um, having – correct me if I'm wrong, ha- uh, having dyslexia uh, and and overcoming that. Just bring us through your journey a little bit, buddy.
0: So, you know, our, our company is Deos for Dyslexia, but our slogan is defying all odds. And I really think we have to live by that. And, you know, having dyslexia isn't just having dyslexia. And it doesn't mean you can't defy the odds if you don't have dyslexia. And that is the big real message, right? It's like, dyslexia is my outlet because it's the experience i had had, but the defiant odds is what i really stand by because i feel we all have to we all struggle with something and we all have to defy the odds in some type of way through our life no matter who you are where you grew up who your parents were who your friends were we all had to at one point in our life so i think that's relatable in a lot of ways Mm. and i really believe i had to but to do a really quick introduction of myself i'm 21 i was adopted twice first time from russia second time I had a second father. Um, that's in both the magazines I'm in.
1: Wow. And
0: Yeah, so we were adopted from Russia in 2003. And then in our seventh grade year, which was 2014, we were adopted again by a new father. So really, you know, it's five parents before I was even 15 years old, which oh is God. crazy, but, you know, it's a blessing because I really believe everything that I had went through had helped build me who I am today. So if we're going to we'll fast forward to that and then – our our father now who's really my hero honestly him and my mom. You know, when we were I was in New Hampshire and they put me on medicine. They put me on Rilla and Concerta at ten years old for ADHD.
1: What I think I was for ADHD at 10 years old.
0: Yes. Okay, and
1: and why was that? Like why like who's why why'd they snap their finger and put you on that medication?
0: So the teacher said Dylan was not paying attention. He had a lot of energy. He was distracting other kids from learning in school. But I mean personally uh being around kids now more and more as an adult that's just every 10-year-old boy yeah, that's
1: right yeah they
0: don't have too much energy they're all too can't focus that's just a 10-year-old boy is a ball of energy yep uh, as you know you have a young son like oh, that's yeah. all they are they that's want to all bounce they... from corner of the house to corner of the house from the
1: minute that they wake up until the minute that they go to bed that's a kid you know that's what the
0: kids 100%. are so the my parents went to the doctors because a educator had had suggested it. And then the doctor went, Oh yeah, boom, ADHD. I think we were talking to you about 10 minutes before they decided to put me on Ritalin and Concerta. Wow. That, wow. that went on for 10 years. Man. So I was on Ritalin and Concerta for 10 years, no fault to my parents, no fault to the suggestion, no fault to the doctor, just not enough evaluation had been performed. And then when my, um, you know, being in school, not knowing you have dyslexia on this medicine that you don't want to take and the side effects that's having on your body. And, you know, you you're not knowing how to read all the way up until 10th grade, not knowing how many letters are on the alphabet all the way up to 10th grade. Always being known. And as you said, like bullied your, your cousins, like always being known as the stupid kid, mm. always being bullied for being the stupid kid. But really, and, and what I love about going to school is bringing in the perspective is the word here, because when you let somebody know, here's a normal kid's day. In high school, we'll go high school, right? Uh, We'll go middle school because they have recess still. So you come in, you talk with your friends for the first 10 minutes before the bell rings, you go to class. You guys are in class, you're joking, you're you're focusing, you're doing your work. The first step of the day for a dyslexic has started before you got there because a dyslexic, like me, myself, I had to go into class You know, an hour earlier before you could even be on the bus because I had to make sure my teachers knew that I was the kid who wanted to be there, that I was trying, that I wasn't the kid in the back that didn't care. I just genuinely struggled because at that point, we didn't know why I was struggling. So, and then say say it's lunchtime, right? All your friends go to lunch. You grab your lunch, you go to another teacher you're struggling in class and you study with her. And then it's recess. You stay inside and study with a different teacher because you don't understand her class either. Oh my god. And then after school your friends go and play, right? Right. And you go to a tutor. No, you stay after school, they go do sports, you go to a tutor. At the end of the day, the kids who don't even realize it, that perspective is amazing, right? Cuz every kid says I'm I get recess, I get lunch, I get after school, I get sports. That's a right. Right. But when right. you schools giving them this experience, it all it really opens up everybody's eyes going those aren't rights, those are luxuries, right? So those are a luxury for most kids, but the kids who like, dyslexic or un- not knowing what they're doing or a- academically struggling, it's it's a luxury to be able to do it once a month. Yep. Yep. Maybe if I get my yep. this, this, this. And also, the big eye-opener is say I do that. I'm doing tub- double the time as my peers. Test day or homework comes around and I'm getting 50s and they're getting hundreds. So not only did I not get to hang out with my friends, not only did I not get to play the sport, not only did I not get to, yeah. to but now I'm also failing, and I'm the stupid kid.
1: Jesus. So there's, and you d- can't win. D- Dylan, let me ask you a question too. Was that label actually being put on you by you know other other uh, you know other kids? Was it adults? I mean, were they literally quote unquote calling you the stupid kid?
0: Yeah, I had a lot of kids calling me the stupid kid. Um, I had a lot of uh, I. I there wasn't called to my face, but other people were. Other parents had said things like he's, he's a bad egg. I don't even know what that means, but like it's, it was, it was a crazy time, but then again, it built me. Who do I am today? Right. And it's, um, I look at everything now with my perspective and you know, when I have a challenge, I'm excited. Maybe I'm insane. I don't know, because in my head, if you have a challenge, it's an area where you can grow.
1: And I look at it as an opportunity to become one step closer to who you really want to be. Yep. Very well said brother. Very, very well said. And so, you, God, no, I mean, it's just, you know, no child should have to go through what you experienced and what these kids are experiencing because I'm, you know, what I'm hearing is desire. What I'm hearing is not even wanting to fit in, but wanting to have the semblance and structure of personal satisfaction, right? Where you're putting in, you're sacrificing the rights. The, you know in our society that these children are afforded to have as a result of the structure of our system which is you know enjoying recess with your friends right you know I, and 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 having the luxuries of being a child you got robbed of that right yeah. you know in in many many ways and so you're putting in all of this effort and you're getting the 50 on the you know you're getting the 50 on the test that other kids are getting you know hundreds on i you know i can't imagine what that must have done to your to your psyche uh when nobody was looking you know what i mean like you know at the end of the day well you know when you're by you know you're at home or by yourself i can't imagine what that must have been like
0: as a kid it was crazy it felt like a a no no win um, <laughs> as a kid, I would come home and, uh, I would jump on my bike and I would ride away from my house before my mom got home from work. So I wouldn't do homework. So I had a, like a, a, a breath of air yeah. and I'd go play with the kids in the neighborhood. we ride our bikes, just do kid things. And it was amazing for most of it, but then they were still stupid comments on around just because of the situation. Right. But, you know, you learn to just let it roll off your back and, you know, you just know you're putting in hard work or maybe I am right. Cause I'm a kid. I don't know. And then you come home and it's homework time and it's right back to it. So yeah. I'm doing double the hours and no outcome. But I think that the the one thing that I you know the question for a lot of people was why would I even go to school if that's what it was like? Yeah. I'd done as a kid is I've always focused on one win a day, and it go and you could do that in the real entrepreneurs.
1: World. Entrepreneurs, it. listen to what he is saying right now. Go ahead, Dylan. That's fire. Oh.
0: Yeah. So I did this as a kid and I didn't even know I was doing it, but I, I transferred to a business and obviously it helps, but, um, the power of one win a day. So it's not like, okay, well, if I go to, ma- this is not this where I go to math, I get one problem. I go to social studies. I understand one thing. No, you go to math to understand one problem. You can come back tomorrow because you become that 1% better every day. Obviously now as a kid, I did not think that way. I thought, okay, I figured out math. I can come back tomorrow. That mm-hmm. was just like the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. but that, I went to school with a smile on my face because I got to see my friends. I knew that I could improve. I knew that when I got the concept, it was kind of exciting. Oh, my God, I get this concept. Right? So it's like when you look out a car window, most – you drive home from work on a Friday and Mm -hmm. it's raining. Most Mm -hmm. people in the world are going to be like, I'm stuck in traffic. The rain sucks. Life sucks.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm in this metal coffin. I hate my life. I hate my job. I hate my wife. I hate my husband. I hate everything. Just anger, right? The retreat to scarcity. (laughs) yeah
0: and understand because i think with me having to understand that i didn't have those luxuries now i look at everything that is not a necessity is a luxury now i don't care if it's raining i don't care if i'm in traffic i'll be in the car and i'll be like great i have a new car <laughs> great i have a full tank of gas great i have a job great there's a rainbow coming after the rain anyway i hope i see it on the way home
1: yeah yep yep
0: if you focus on those things it will it, that perspective is insane
1: so Dylan, but so I- so like what, so what, what happened though? Like, you know, like when, when in fact was dyslexia diagnosed for you and when, and, and what action steps were put in place to help you, uh, to help you to, you know, Accelerate and to and to handle it and to deal with it because many I, I I would imagine that the majority of our listeners just have no ability to identify with how frustrating that that must be. But I don't even really understand all of the symptoms of dyslexia, quite frankly.
0: Right. So um so the way it happened was very dedicated parents. I'll give a lot of lot of support. Almost all the support and credit to those two amazing people, my mom and dad. Yep. Um. So. My dad, I'd been growing up, and I'd been saying this term to my teachers and parents for probably that 10 years. Mom, dad, teacher, ex, it looks like Chinese. And I wasn't saying it looks like Chinese because I don't understand it. I was saying like it looks like Chinese because I probably couldn't differentiate Chinese from English at the time. Got it. And that's, that's a very big um, touch point for there. But when I kept saying it to my parents, my dad, he sat down with me, and he did work with me. And we would work for an hour. He was just trying to figure it out work for an hour for social studies. Say have to memorize a couple things. he let me hang out on my phone or video games or something for 20 minutes. We'd come back after 20 minutes. I forgot everything or I don't know what's going on anymore. And it, we just were in that, that death cycle. Yeah. So he goes, okay, I'm gonna have him evaluated. He did his research. He goes, who's the best to evaluate kids, educationally speaking, book smarts, all that to diagnose an actual something. Cause this is not ADHD. Right. And we went to Marta Flom. And this is going into ninth or 10th grade. Okay. I part of Flom and I had two and a half days of these tests all day long. And she came out and she said, He's got a severe, um, a severe count of dyslexia. Take him off the meds immediately. Hmm. Now that was great, right? So, like, this whole time, we're like, Oh my God, what is it? What is it? What is it? We are going to these hunting learning center. We're doing tutoring. We're doing this and nothing's just working. Mm -hmm. Like I went to hunting learning center. We spent $10,000 in two years. And the evaluation test when you go in, there's an evaluation test when you're done. My evaluation test when I was done was worse than the one that came in. (laughs) Unbelievable. So so that's that's nuts, that perspective. And once we were evaluated, my dad, I'll never forget it, he pulled me to the side and he was shocked. And I had apologized to him because I didn't, I was like, oh shoot, I'm sorry. And he didn't understand how I got to 10th grade not knowing how to read. He he wasn't, he was like, What?
1: How did you get here?
0: Like we was an hour ride home. I'll never forget it. He's like, Dylan, how'd you do it? And I was like, How'd I do what? He goes, How'd you get through? You're I'm, I'm asking
1: grade. my I'm asking myself that exact same question, but I guess it was the journey of what you did pre, during, and post educational hours, right? You were putting in I'm, the work. I did that non-
0: Non subconsciously, I just knew that. Well, if I want to make it and keep my head above water, I guess you should go fight or flight. I yeah. guess, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'd say, but it's uh, I have to survive, and when you're in that mindset, you figure out every way you can to survive, yep, and you're like, that's it, I'm doing this, this, and this. So these teachers know, like, I was skipping gy- gyms for this too, like, I lost all that fun time because I, I needed to make sure these teachers knew I was not the kid in the back vaping who didn't care, right? They needed to know that. And what was crazy is in high school i mean i won the strive award i won the signature student award but i had 50s so that's my dad's favorite story because it's like how did you do that if you were getting 50s because
1: you were putting in the effort
0: yeah and building relationships with teachers and a repertoire with teachers and all of that Mm -hmm. So, I was basically in a business yeah. sense networking. Not That's exactly.
1: You're reading my mind right now. And, and anybody who's listening, by, by the way, uh, real quick break. We are Infinity X, stage and microphone, human excellence. This is Dylan Smith. The company is D is for dyslexia. Replay weareinfinityx.com. We are Infinity X, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. And um, it, it, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. Right. Because what you're hearing here is you're is is you're hearing not only the 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 message of perseverance. Right. But in addition to that, you know, Dylan, just by default, had to learn the process mastery of influence mastery. Right. And that is a I mean, that is a uh, you know, my my our business partner, Sean Callagy. Incredible, incredible man, and you'd you'd really identify with him, Dylan, because uh, he uh, he's one of the most successful attorneys in the history of the United States, and he's blind. He's legally blind, um, and he you know he had a uh, degenerative eye uh, disease uh, that essentially fully. The only thing he has now is ton is tunnel vision. Um, you know, peripherally. That's it. He can't see anything in front of him. And yet he has two top 100 jury verdicts, a 150-person law firm, and has a peak performance coaching company by the name of Unblinded, uh, and has spoke on Tony Robbins' Robbins' stage 16 times. Um, So, yeah, incredible, incredible human. Um, But, you know, uh, one of the things that Sean introduced to me a while ago, Dylan, and um, and has really... really changed the course of my ability to develop re- uh, relationships with people is he gave me a formula for it. And there are a whole bunch of different components to the unblinded results formula, but one of the mega powers that he always talks about is influence, right? Our our greatest superhuman power is our ability to, with integrity, influence others, right? And, the, you know, essentially take somebody to hello to yes with integrity, right? So your power... To manifest influence in relationship building with the faculty and staff of the high school that you went to, to the point where you're receiving strive awards, and 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 having the the grade point average that you did is miraculous. It's miraculous, you know. But you know, I don't think that people, um, I don't think that they do enough self reflection to identify um, and learn from the, you know, the, the areas of process and personal mastery that it requires to develop relationships with people. And it sounds like you discovered that right away, bud. So kudos to you.
0: That skill, that skill has gotten me so many places. Mm. Like it got me on the New York fashion week, red carpet. Oh. It got me in the Rick Ross. It got me hanging out with Floyd Mayweather. It got me partying with amigos last year in Atlanta. Yeah I mean uh,
1: so we're going to unpack all all of that here <laughs> in a minute bro so <laughs> let's I mean holy my god okay so now
0: magazines
1: and everything. I love it. I love So, so, but that didn't, that didn't knock on your door, right. And say, Hey Dylan, no. you know, come on onto a red carpet, and hang out with freaking Floyd Mayweather, you know, I mean, it took, no. you know, a lot of things had to transpire and, and, and uh, you know, come to fruition for that, for those unique incredible opportunities to come about. So let's go back to, let's go back for a minute to um, the diagnosis, the car ride with your father. Right. right. And, what then were the action steps that were implemented, uh, in your world that essentially changed everything for you?
0: So this ride was a Sunday. Yep. He was astonished. He didn't understand any of it. I was a kid. I didn't really understand any of it. I was just like, dad, I'm just moving through the motions, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like I'm 12 or whatever, yeah. <laughs> like right. moving through the motions and just doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was a Sunday that next Saturday we had our first meeting with, um, Stephanie, Rotman, she does uh, a program for dyslexia called Orton-Gillingham, and it's a sensory uh, memor- memorization program for dyslexia. So you, you say it, you sh- do it in the uh, sky, you do it with weighted pencils, pens, pencils, grips in the sand with shaving cream. So not only do when you say an A after this program, right? When you say it, your body already shocks. It goes, I remember what an A feels like in a pen, a pencil, in the air saying it and shaving cream so your whole body's like hey i know exactly what that looks like mm. right so that it's a you start from square one my first day we did abc three letters at 16 years old it's wild and and my parents were like they were they cried the first time because of course that i would have humbling but for me i was desperate i was yeah. like my i remember yeah. him going you know i remember them heart, going man. dylan this is so humbling um, I remember my mom crying and my dad just being like, dude, you're 16. It's June and you're in here learning your ABCs. And I remember him telling me, he goes, you're going to do this. And I go, I will do anything that it. T- I'm willing to do anything that it takes. At 16 years old and going, you know, we're doing this and I'm all in. And, you know, it paid off because I was at a seventh grade reading level. Was just, no, I want to say sixth, sixth grade reading level at 10th grade and i was able to graduate with my class by doing that wow
1: man you know i'll tell you what as a parent the um (laughs) the roller coaster the roller coaster of, of emotions and i i have a son with special needs you know um you know and and not 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 dramatic but uh but still special needs nonetheless and um you know, just the, the roller coaster of emotion that I can only imagine that they felt. Um, you know, from the you know from the pain to the to the joy of. I mean, I can't even imagine what it must have been like in their heart to watch you get that diploma, man. I can't even. I, I I I couldn't put that. I couldn't describe that.
0: Well, what's funny. Is I'll never forget our first IEP meeting back after. It was 11th grade, and the first sem- semester Semester college was high school, like first semester, like before Christmas yep. of the year. And um, they're going over my grades. And I built such a repertoire with my teachers. Looking back, I'm just realizing this. Um, I didn't know my grades at the time, but it was a 70, an 80, 75, and everything, nothing was below 70, yep. but nothing was above an 85, right, for the first time in my entire life. And my teachers, my tutor, and my parents were crying. And me personally took it the wrong way. I was like, shoot. Like
1: I let them down. Let
0: them- <laughs> like, let yeah.
1: them-
0: because we did all that time, yeah. all that money, all those investments, and we still don't have a 90. God, but they were crying kid. for the exact opposite reason because it was the first time. My dad said it on our episode. He, cr- he cried a bit when he said it because it was the first time my parents and teachers had hope.
1: Man. Wow. That's unreal. I'll never
0: forget that meeting. Yeah. I was like, oh, I let him down. But they all had hope like, oh, he's going
1: to do it. So you so uh, folks uh, replay we are infinityx dot com, YouTube, I've, iTunes, and Apple Spotify. So what happens next, Dylan? Right. So I mean, you're just God. You're so uh, you're you're miraculous. I just I'm so unbelievably impressed by you. So you I, is, 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 of course, brother, um, well earned. You graduate, right? Um, yep. Did you have aspirations of going to college, or did you say to yourself, you know what, well, entrepreneurship if- is in my blood? Tell me more. This
0: started before graduation because I'm class of 2020. We are called the COVID class, right? So we uh, were kicked out of the school in March.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: So not only did I not really get to walk? We did a drive-through, graduation, whatever. It didn't yep. really matter. Yep. But it felt good to be able to know I did it. Um, no, I mean, COVID, everybody can relate. What did we have? Plenty of that we complain about every day that we don't have now. Mm-hmm. Time. Mm-hmm. We nothing but time. He mm-hmm. put a 19 year old kid in his room, not allowed to see his friends, not to do much. He's going to figure some stuff out. So I started exploring the internet, as most everybody did at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'd come across a man by the name of Ryan Serhan.
1: Okay. Sure.
0: Ryan is the star of Million Dollar Listing. He's the owner of Sirhan Real Estate. He's a motivational speaker and he does YouTube for businessmen. Yep. Then now, following through Ryan Serhant, I'd, I'd introduce myself to a guy named Gary Vandertruck. Gary ah, V, Is he's big Gary V, yeah. Started watching and listening to him, mm-hmm. and then I had reached and I I found uh, Jordan Belfort, mm-hmm. and he's not a great role model, but he has business background. And then I had found Grant Cardone, mm-hmm. and then I had found, and I just started meeting and not meeting them, but finding a lot of people on the internet. Yep. And then, <clears throat> if I've got nothing but time, I had realized that I've been just sitting like everybody else. Everybody <laughs> called it the COVID 15. So what I had started to do <laughs> the was COVID 15. I never heard of
1: that. That's amazing, by the way. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> By the way, uh, Dylan, time stands for things I must earn. You see, the thing is, people waste Ooh. a lot of time. You know, I tell
0: everybody that I that ask me questions and all my mentees is like, anything worth doing is going to take time, and anything worth doing is going to cost money. Anything worth doing is going to be hard. Yep, yep.
1: So you start. Um, so so you got the idea, and 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 whoever impressed this idea upon you, if it was yourself or somebody else, for you. Was- well, okay, so you recognized that for you to elevate in mastery in whatever discipline that you wanted to go about, that you had to model after people that were doing it at a high level, right? So you looked at Gary Vee, you looked at Grant Cardone, maybe you came across Chris Crone, maybe you came across Sean Callagy, maybe you came across my, yep. myself or my partner Rob Gill. You, but you saw, you saw people um, <clears throat> that were doing things that the other 99 percenters are not doing. Correct and 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 so yes. you started to adopt some of those principles, I assume.
0: And one was exercise, right? And I had nothing but time for exercise. And at this time, I did have an internship lined up, but yep. it was paused at a small tech company. Okay. So I started running every day. Okay. At the high, so I ran the, the high school to the middle school, around the middle school, down around the fall school, up back around the high school. By the way, that is one point eight miles, one lap. Yep, that's a,
1: I, I know that's a troop. I believe me. I I know the geography very well, brother.
0: There are hills and yep. stairs and all, and I did it the first night and it was three miles. I did three point something miles and I had shin splints and my legs were tight. And I could barely get to the car. Yep. And then I came home. I took a hot shower and I was like, oh, my God,
1: I'm never doing this again.
0: <laughs> I had a vortex in my mind that opened up because I ran to a motivational speech. And my mind had never moved that way. Hmm. I've never thought in such a verdict. I've never thought in such a, a light. I've, I feel like a whole different side of me or side of my brain extended and was like, whoa. Like a light bulb went off. I was like, I've got to run six tomorrow night. And I ran six the next night. And I started thinking about what could I do? Here's this. I'm 19. What am I doing? X, Y, and Z. Still nothing. I run eight night three. Jeez. Eight miles that, thir- that third night. Okay. And then, boom, it hits me. While I'm laying in the middle of the turf and I can't move my legs, (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, that journey I just went through was nothing but pain, nothing but emotion, nothing but bullying, nothing but, I mean, excuse me, but hell, like, Mm -hmm. there's no way that I'm the only one that's ever been through that. So that night, it's it's dated September 2020. You can look on the page. Mm -hmm. I sat in this chair in this room and I talked to my phone for a half an hour And I I did the same thing probably 10, 13 times. It was the most terrifying, intimidating thing ever. And I created a YouTube. I mean, one thing, and it was an Instagram called Deeves for Dyslexia. Same tag and everything. You see today. And I posted that. And then I ran the next day, and I stayed at eight miles. And I posted another one. And I posted another one. Just whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Followed all my friends, whatever. Mm -hmm. Nothing. That internship goes, okay, you're good. So now I'm in a habit of going to work, coming home, running, and making a little, you know, speech and Mm -hmm. posting it to Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget the first time somebody had commented. And it was such a comment. And then they DM me saying, we need more people like you. I love what you're doing. We had like not even 100 followers. And I was like, that's it. Now that I have, so what clicked in my mind is like, I have people now that rely on this content. They need it. It helps them in so many different ways.
1: What 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 recognition? Absolutely unbelievable. You you essentially just backed into your your marketplace essentially by being yeah. consistent. By oh, that's, that's crazy. It's awesome. And then I you know now
0: it's not about me. Now I can't stop because I have people counting on me. I can't. I'm letting people down. It's not fair to them. Yep. And that thing just elevated. And I got I got my internship. I, I hustled. I got hired as an engineer at 19 in the financial sector of New York City. Nuts. No college. And I bumped into an executive producer. And uh, my, my relationship building skills popped in. And I was, I was just asking him about his shirt, mm-hmm. the studio on his shirt. And then next thing you know, 10 hours later, I'm in his studio and I'm meeting with him talking about opening up a podcast in his studio with
1: him. <laughs> Amazing.
0: And I didn't know that the can of worms I opened was going to change my life. I just did not know it. Yep. And he said, uh, you know, for this deal X Y and Z, you pay three hundred something. And me personally, I had it, but I've never spent that much money on anything for myself that was like, I love it. That wasn't a box. That yep. wasn't a snowboard. That sure. wasn't a toy. I guess yeah. you know, yeah, it of was course. like three hundred bucks.
1: The scariest thing for for, for for most people, for most people, Dylan, the scary, the scariest thing to spend money on is their own personal self development.
0: Do you know what's crazy? Is he knew I was scared, and I'll never forget him telling me this. He looked me in the eye hmm. um, after I paid him, mm-hmm. and I, I was obviously like, well, what did I just do?" Yep. Like, oh. like I had no idea what can of worms I just opened, and he he said. It's a big deal you just did that, Dylan, because this, the move you're scared to make is the one that will change your life. And I can ter- tell you were intimidated by this move. Yep. And I just sat there, like, like, wow. And when you sign to fill anybody else in, when you have an executive producer and a production crew and a studio, you find your guests. But also, when you don't have guests, he finds your guests. And when he's an executive producer in New York City, his guests are people like Jada Kiss, people like Floyd Mayweather, people like. All of these rappers, right? Yeah. Ross, And you get in these rooms with these people, and they act just like Dave Harder, astonished with my story. And now you're sitting in the room with all these A-list celebrities, and they're going, "I love what you're
1: doing." Holy! And you're God. like, "I don't get here." Wait, hold on, hold on, Dylan. You, you just keep getting cooler by the minute. This <laughs> is this is just wait so you're telling me, you're telling me that you, the it, it paid it paid the money that you were scared right. to death to to, to spend, right? And, you know, took that leap of faith, and you had Jadakiss, Rick Ross, uh, Floyd Mayweather on your podcast list, or were you on their podcast?
0: I was not on theirs. They were not in mine, but they are big supporters of mine. You can look them up. They follow me. Gotcha. They
1: DM Gotcha. I was with
0: at Fashion Week. Um it's they're all big fans of what i'm doing and what another light bulb went off is as you know in business dave is a lot of people are the i want to get rich that's my message that's my movement yep that's my very unattractive may i say Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they are all my business partners who do that are always so confused why you know you i have celebrities calling me on the daily like what the how's dylan always get these celebrities i had um christian perry host and dancer on dance with the stars sure i sold out my second venue um in september it was 60 people uh every seat was full and the perimeter of the room was full standing incredible christian perry comes in black on black rolls royce probably two thousand dollar armani suit walks through the doors he was speaking i didn't tell anybody and my mom and uh brother's girlfriend obviously all the girls in the room no dancing with the stars and like oh my god how is christian perry here and he gets up there and he starts talking about how much he respects what we do and what i do and what i'm about and it's crazy when you have those things happen But what you realize is like you are who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. and you start seeing things that they're doing and they start taking you under your wing and bringing you into rooms where you can, can grow. And now the biggest question I always ask my boss at the firm and I always ask my peers and I always ask my celebrity friends is where can I improve, right? Where can I grow? Where, where do you see I need growth? Like I can get off of a stage with a standing ovation and parents crying, which I have many times, and I look right at the principal or I look at my sister and I go, where did I mess up? Because mm, mm, mm. the minute you stay content is the minute that you plateau. The minute you plateau, there's no going up. You'll sit, and usually when the wind blows a ball on top of a hill, it falls down the hill.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are Infinity X, stage and microphone with absolute human excellence. This is... This is the Phenom, uh, Dylan Smith. The company is D is for Dyslexia, and um, there are so many things to unpack uh, in in the statements in the statements that you just made, Dylan. It's absolutely just blowing, blowing my mind. And you know, I think <clears throat> as you were sharing, um, y- y- you know, I I, I actually re- relatively recently uh, put a video out <clears throat> centered around something that I would do differently if I was talking to myself 10 years ago. And uh, one of the things I would do different, differently is I would I would change the five immediate people that were, were closest to proximity to me, right? I would change who the people that I, I surrounded myself with because I am I, of the opinion, uh, especially in the, in, in the field that I operate in, uh, that, you know, while, you know, like, listen, in financial services, there is, there is no hiding the fact, in, in my opinion anyway, that many people who are sitting across a Zoom or a table from a prospective client are providing advice that they're not taking. Quite frankly, you know they're you you know, and I think that the reason for that is because at you know at 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 its root at its root, somebody like me, I'm I'm an entrepreneur, right? I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner, right? And 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 for for that to accelerate, it's very easy for me to sit across the table from somebody and say, hey, you need you need to reinvest back into yourself. Unless I've actually been there, done that, and if I haven't been there, done that, then I'm giving crap advice. You know, I'm giving advice that I don't stand behind and I don't believe in. And I ad- I identified so much with your story because in 2018, um, at a at a completely different point quite honestly, in, in my own life. Um, I ended up, I invested five grand, um, into going to a three, a three day seminar, um, that, uh, I, I, I had, literally no clue what I was walking into. I was just operating off of faith. And because somebody who is now my partner um, suggested to me that it could be something that could elevate my life. And little did I know that you and I would not be doing this right now today. Had I not, had I not spent that money.
0: I have the exact same story. That's how I met Floyd Mayweather. Literally. So what I got, I went to a conference for a complete stranger and I paid it and I sat there on a Saturday in the first hour and a half. I was like, what am I doing? 20 years old. I'm in a seminar. I paid money and it's Saturday. I'm such an idiot, but I paid it. I've got to stay. Yep. I go to this VIP dinner fast forward. They go, you, you should come to Amos for the seminar. It's $700. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never that kind of money. So it's 700 bucks. I paid 200 for a flight and then I, I was in a hotel room with 10 dudes. I slept on a shelf under a TV, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that doesn't sound very comfortable.
0: No, but you know, you know, your comfort zone will kill your dreams if you don't if you stay inside. Of it.
1: Hey, man, Drop so nuggets I, right that there, Dylan. I love dude, that. Yeah,
0: I need to stretch out of my comfort zone because the first time I ever did it was the studio, and things changed immediately. So I'm always figuring out how to ways. And with my networking skills that I built from dyslexia in schools, I've been able to network with a bunch of these people. One of them being Bobby Valentine. Hmm. One of them being Christian Perry, which okay. was nuts. Yeah, and so I ended up getting on this plane with five strangers that I met once at a seminar with almost no money in my bank account. Cause I did a hotel, a flight and the ticket. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, you know, I'm here, I'm getting every cent out of it. I ended up sneaking backstage a couple of times. I ended up making sure everybody in the 120 person seminar knew who I was. And I accomplished it. There was not one person who did not know who I was or was not following me by the end of that two days. Hmm and i got invited to this club with rich the kid that night because he didn't know what it was but it was this dinner where all of the guys who spent the most i guess on tickets went to dinner and the organizer invited rich the kid and everybody was like who's this kid so i get a call because i didn't have the vip ticket because i could not afford it i got base 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 i get a call and they're like everybody's talking about you do you think you could come it was my producer because he went out there too And I was like, sure. And he's like, okay, we're sending a car. I was like, well, what am I looking for? He's like, you'll know it when it pulls up. (laughs) Okay. Black
1: on black, horse
0: phantom. Mm -hmm. The guy gets out and he goes, Dylan? And I was like, yeah, he goes, this is you. I get in the back, I look to my right, and there's Rich the Kid. And then we go to this dinner, and we talk the whole way, and... I guess that's like leave an unforgettable, hardworking, good, positive impression on everybody, no matter who you think they are, no matter who they are. And don't burn bridges because
1: you can't walk over a bridge that's gone. Isn't that the truth? Jesus God. Holy cow. We are infinity (laughs) X, a stage and microphone with human excellence. This is Dylan Smith. This is the most excellent of excellence. Uh, Folks, if you're not getting massive value, um, Replay we are Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all of those. Watch this again and then rewind that back and watch it one more time <laughs> because you're going to see the constant messaging of um, strategy, right? Everything that Dylan is talking about right now, guys, is intentionality, right? Every person in that 120 person room not only was going to know him, right, know who he was, but he was going to leave an impression upon. That was intentional. Right. And what the outcome was going to look like was yet to be defined, which is cool. Right. But uh, but the intentionality behind what uh, Dylan is 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 speaking to is is is, it's it's one of the centerpieces of business intentionality without a shadow of a doubt. Now, Dylan. So let's you know, I mean, obviously, you're you're making huge impressions on huge A-list personalities. Right. Which is amazing. But they—they're—they're they're behind. D is for dyslexia, right? They're behind your company. They're behind you, but they're behind your company, behind your message. What is D is for dyslexia bringing to the community? Like, what okay. is the product? Okay. Dude, it's. Uh, I
0: cannot say how happy I am that I've started this journey, because um, the, the, you know, every decision we make will have a consequence, good or bad. Sure, and awesome. it will. Be- tomorrow or it'll hit you next month mm-hmm. i got talked into holding my first business dinner 2200 biggest investment now that i've ever made <laughs> this is after miami mm-hmm. um on my 21st birthday okay not even a year ago not even a year ago we did this okay and another thing that changed my life um videos had went out of that i invited a, a celebrity i'd met which is tony marino he's signed under rick ross very talented look him up mm-hmm. a good buddy of mine okay He had come to let me interview him and do a meet and greet with everybody, which helped market the heck out of this dinner. Um, And I'd asked him what his price was, knowing how businesses and celebrities, like, what do you want me? He said, don't worry about the price. I love the message. He gets there. I go, I try to pay for his parking. He said, don't worry about it. He pays for his parking. Um, His mom, his security guard and him there, that's it. And I did the dinner. I interviewed a bunch of people, my producer, a, a mentor, my dad, and then I had a speech Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and Tony, of course. And the videos that were produced that night that went out everywhere, tagging me by a lot of people, including Tony, my producer, all these people was seen by just the right people and little did I know, if you guys go back and listen to one of my very first podcasts, I had asked for everything that I accomplished this last year, which is ridiculous because I do a lot of reflection on where I can improve in interviewing where I can improve in speeches. So I'll probably listen to a speech or interview 10, 15 times. And then I listened to it and I'd asked, I want to speak to schools. I want to speak to kids. I want to host events and I want to be a famous public speaker. Right. One, and I want to travel. The firm, I had left the right impression on the right guy in Boston six months prior, flew me out to LA for a month, paid for. I'm in LA, I get a call. I have this school district in Virginia booking me for thousands of dollars to speak to the kids, the board, and the teachers. <laughs> all, because dinner, all because of this dinner. All the videos from it. And then I get calls from Tony like, hey, come do this, this is a mess And then I get another call from the same uh, Wall Street firm, Oppenheimer. It's an Oppenheimer Investment Mm -hmm. Bank on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. We want you to travel for us for this next year. So now I'm riding around Delta First Class, Gold AMX in my pocket, doing all this tech work for Oppenheimer Investment Bank. (laughs) I did LA. I did Chicago. I did Boston. I did Colorado. I did Houston, Dallas, D.C., Fairfax, Virginia. All these states paid for First Class seats. I wanted to travel. Very first podcast, it happened. I wanted to talk to kids and stuff. It happened. I wanted to do sold out shows. It happened. And like speaking it out, when you, the difference between people who go, I want, and I will, is you say I will enough, you start figuring out how you can proceed and take action. Hundred
1: percent, absolutely. What you do is you go through each and every single day, not with five goals in mind, but with the five goals you already accomplished right? Totally flips the script right there. If if, yeah. if you begin your day saying, okay, I accomplished goal X, Y, and Z, you are going to accomplish those, right? It's going to be a failed day if you don't, right? But it's a shift in the mindset. I love that, bro. Love it.
0: Yeah. So DS for dyslexia, our goal is to impact, inspire, motivate, and educate at the highest level to produce a system where the teachers, the board, and the kids are all completely aware of a first-person point of view day of a kid who's dyslexic and might not know
1: it Incredible.
0: and when you give that perspective that i gave in the beginning of this interview the parents are crying the board's like ah wow and the kids are no longer gonna get bullied because their peers realize shoot maybe they're working harder than us
1: yep yep so maybe they're not see, stupid you know
0: well my biggest thing that i always say at every school is if you are dyslexic i make it very known and clear the words may be backwards, but you are not because I knew that I was, I thought that I was backwards for so long. When you figure it out, if you don't know, dyslexia makes the words and stuff flip around. The only thing that's backwards are the words. It's not you. Wow. So when I went to these schools and I had these moms crying, I had these kids hugging me I Had a third grade girl, hug me and tell me you inspired me today. Like, oh my that God. is what this company is about. That is what this brand is about. We were in a school in New York City. That video went up last week. In that video, I don't know if you saw it, another third-grade girl said, you definitely inspired us today. That is what this is about. I love that. It will pay for everything. I don't care. I invested 44000 in my company this year. It's That is what it's about. I'll, I'll invest $88,000 if I can get
1: that. Dylan, you're going to laugh at $88,000 in about five years. You mark my words. <laughs> I don't, I don't words, care. Bro. It's just that's what it's yeah.
0: about. It's about, you know... Not only bringing in awareness, but giving them the steps and the right. connections that I had used and the programs that we use and understand the mindset that they need to take on. And, you know, if we can do this, we, we will do it to a point where, you know, Eric Adams just passed a law in New York City. So watch out New York City. We're coming to New York City. because Yes. That's thank that's God. Exciting project yes. we just working on. Awesome. Um, awesome. Awesome. You know, I want the, the parents and teachers, as you know, as a parent with a, a kid with disability, usually it's a war zone. Um, the parents come in, come in to fight for their kids mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. staff is just there to do their job, right? Yep. Um, but the biggest thing when you're in those meetings is to remind the staff, I understand you're a parent too. Let's put your parent shoes on for a second and see how I'm feeling. Yep. This whole thing is about perspective. Yep. If you are a staff in an IEP meeting, you're like, these parents are going to yell at me. And the parents are like, I'm going to yell at you. Before you even get in the room, everybody's already in that mindset. Mm. But if you go in, and you go, hey, you have kids? right? Yeah, I've got two kids. Oh, yeah. What are they doing? Are they struggling? Like, no. Can you imagine where I am right now? Now there's no war. Here's here's a first person look at how my kid's going through a day.
1: You are literally we- describing the superpower of influence. It's yeah. unbelievable. I swear to God that you don't, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm blown the F away, man, that you don't <laughs> have more formalized influence mastery training and you are at the level that you're at, bro. You're your future is insane, I insane. That. I see you in my future in a big way, my guy. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Oh my god! I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just like Infinity X is about showing and showcasing. And I talk about human excellence all the time. You know, it's in. You know, people can take it for whatever it is. I am a firm believer in human excellence uh, and showcase and showcasing human excellence, not not to be braggadocious about it, but to get people to see and identify that if you model after people that are doing things the way that you're doing them, human excellence, in my opinion, the capabilities are limitless, literally <laughs> limitless. And so, you know, and, and, and I mean, you obviously fall into that category. But my great hope is that somebody who, you know, downloads the replay, Um, you know, at one of our, you know, at one of our social channels, listens to this, rewinds it, listens to it again, and takes action on an initiative that they have a core belief in and reaches out to you, Dylan, right, to, you know, just potentially get guidance, potentially look at business partnership, ecosystem merging, you know, that's a very, very real, very powerful thing and you're an ecosystem that I want a part of, brother.
0: (laughs) I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. But, um, uh,
0: really quick back to what I was saying yeah. when you can be relatable and you put the staff in their parents shoes they'll listen to you because you're no you're no longer enemies you're both parents trying to be the best for your kids
1: so right? di- so for dyslexia has come up with you have a curriculum as well for uh, uh, students that are suffering. yeah, yeah. That's in the
0: works that's a
1: big project we have a
0: book in the works as well
1: um,
0: a documentary in the works as well but everything's in the works um but it's the biggest thing is just Impact is my word. I love impact and inspire as many lives as we can impact as possible. And this Christmas, uh, it left me in tears because I haven't seen impact that I was making. And then Christmas has come around and my phone blew up from all these fans I didn't even know I had. Because I need people to remember, like, you'll get 10 people watching, but one will engage. One will like and one will comment. That's it. So you got two likes and a comment out of 10 people. Mm -hmm. But 10 are watching I had my phone blown up this Christmas telling people tell me all these stories in my DMs about how I inspired them, how I impacted them, how they've done X, Y, and Z since they've watched me. And they're just thanking me from the bottom of their heart. And honestly, like, I am just a kid trying to help those who need it most. That is our biggest thing here. Um, I appreciate you saying I'm excellent in that category of excellence. I personally don't believe I am. I think I'm you know, people compare themselves to others. Like I want to be Rick Ross. I want to be this. I am chasing me in 10 years today. I'm chasing me tomorrow, every day, whatever I can do to be better and be a better version of myself. So I'm unrecognized one, six months. Let's do it. That's who I compete with. Yeah. Don't compete with or not be authentic. Stay true. Cause if you stay authentic, the people who you want in your corner will stay. If you lose the authenticity, people who you want in your corner will leave. And
1: that's how you get surrounded by the bad energy. And that's how the ball was back down the hill. We are Infinity X dropping microphones right here. Stage and microphone. Human excellence. Dylan Smith. The company is D is for dyslexia. The story is powerful beyond belief. The message is powerful beyond belief. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to pay attention. You want to pay attention to what Dylan is doing. Right. And not necessarily just from a standpoint of the influence and impact that he's having on the dyslexia uh, community, but the business community. Right. This is an entrepreneur. Right. This is somebody who is going to be a center stage speaker at somebody like Tony Robbins one day. This is somebody who is going to be speaking on Grant Cardone's podcast someday. This is somebody who is going to create um, generational wealth for his future family and not because he went at it from the standpoint of I'm gonna make, I'm gonna become rich and I'm gonna make a family rich, but because he's going at it from a standpoint that he deserves and gets, he he gets compensated and deserves the compensation for spreading a message of hope for people that otherwise probably in many cases feel hopeless I would have to imagine that the suicide rate with, for folks that have dyslexia is higher than pe- is 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 on the higher side because of the frustration that comes into play I have nothing to back that up whatsoever Dylan maybe you do uh, but I that you know that's a
0: uh, lot advice for it so the power of one more I talk about this all the time mm-hmm. um, you know say uh, you're you want to quit vaping right mm-hmm and they go, well, I'm going to start or I'm going to do one week and, and, or I'm an alcoholic and I'm going to be I'm going to go for one month and see how it feels. But if you say I'm not going to drink tomorrow, mm-hmm. one more day, I'm not going to vape tomorrow, one more day. I'm going to do my homework one more day. You know, one day can turn into so many things. Right. right. The, the difference between I'm going to do it one more day versus I'm going to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. That's right. But one more does. And one more is like it's like saving at a piggy bank when you're a kid up to high school. You know, you all had that kid when you graduated, you thought of who graduated with like five thousand dollars because he never spent his Christmas money or whatever that was. Yep, yep. And that's the power of one more. Right. Everything is accumulative. So if you're struggling, do one more day of school. If you're frustrated at homework, do one more day of homework. If you're frustrated with your tutor, just do it one more day. I promise it'll pay off. I promise you'll learn something. I promise there's a light bulb that will go off. I go to the gym every day, but I don't go for a week. I go for one more day.
1: Incredible! Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, we are Infinity X. This has been Dylan Smith. Um, the company is Diaspora Dyslexia. Replay. We are Infinity dot com. YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. And um, you know, the 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 thing I'm going to leave everybody with. Um, You know, is 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 where this young man is going, Um, because if you're not if you're not blown away, then you don't have a pulse. But um, I think I I think what people are are dying to uh, are dying to know, uh, Dylan, is, okay. we fast forward the clock. Right. We're five years down the road. What are you up to? What are you up to? Is it just you double down on this? Are you do? Are, are there other aspirational energies that you have? Where are you going, brother? I want to inspac,
0: impact and inspire in any and every way I can. Um, this brand is 100% not for me at all. It's not. What I'm doing is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can uh, humbly, as an adult, say I have everything I want and need. This is honestly just for those who need it. I want those who need it to do something with it. Um, and that's what I'm excited for. Like that third grade girl who hugged me inside inspired her. I want to know who she becomes. I want to know who becomes what she does with it. Like that's that's what this is about. I want to see how many schools we go to? We talk to 10,000 kids in the next two years. What are those 10,000 kids gonna do? Oh, what if we build something in schools? How will this impact of a wave we make change dyslexia on educators educational speaking forever be like? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. in my story I want I want it to be resonating with a lot of people because if you were adopted dude I was adopted twice if you're struggling with something financially I grew up on food stamps if you're if you're um, being bullied dude 10 13 years of bullying if you're on the wrong meds 10 13 years are on the wrong meds wow. just one more that's it that's it. And this isn't it for me. It's for those who need it. And that is where I feel my most fulfillment. That is where I have my most joy is when I'm making a difference and I can see it. And I get these testimonials that make me cry. Cause I'm human. Um, of people telling me I changed their lives and I want them to change lives
1: too though. That's how I want this to work. Well, I'll tell you what you're, 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 you are changing lives. You are impacting people, uh, Anybody who's listening tonight and everybody who downloads the replay and and, and, and streams this, um, they are gonna walk away feeling a little bit more optimistic about themselves and what they are capable of doing. And if they don't if you didn't, you weren't listening. So replay it one more time. Because the fact of the matter is that if Dylan Smith, who grew up on food stamps, has been adopted twice. Suffered from dyslexia and was placed on ADHD medication and Ritalin for ten years, and yet graduated. Um, you know, graduated first and foremost, just graduated from high school. Um, yeah. <laughs> but acceler- uh, accelerated into rooms with A-list celebrities, and is running a company that is not only inspiring and providing a message of hope for young, you know, for young people that are suffering from some of the same things. Um, but you know, is creating, you know, is, is creating another stage and another microphone for people to be heard. Right, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't hear that tonight, then you just frankly weren't listening. So listen. Right. Put the cotton in your mouth and out. Of, take it out of your ears. Right. And, and listen, Dylan, I got to tell you, I've pro- I've done hundreds of podcasts <laughs> and I've had really, really cool people on in, on Infinity X. You are the coolest guy I've ever had on here. There's I'm no f- freaking doubt about <laughs> it, bro. No <laughs> doubt about it. And you're also somebody that I am going to pay attention to. And, and, and I, 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 I see you in my future, and I'm excited to co create with you business wise as well as personally. You know, I think there's, there's a lot of upside here, and uh, I have some ideas that I'm going to share with you privately. But, um, you know, I want to thank you for providing your experience, strength, and hope. Uh, to aspiring entrepreneurs and to people, maybe maybe people out there that are suffering from dyslexia, there are channels that are out there. How do people find you, Dylan? Like, like, uh, yeah, give us all, give us all the socials and the if websites. You want to find
0: everything, you just look up Dylan Smith dyslexia, and everything pops up. The magazine, the New York Weekly article, the website, the YouTube—it's all there. Um, you can look up the website, which is ddsfordyslexia. dot com. No spaces. That'll pop right up. Or I mean, that's where everything is or just you want everything. Dylan Smith dyslexia on Google. It all comes right up,
1: uh, dude, <laughs> that you pop right up to the top of the list. That is just that is unbelievable. Um, Dylan, before we conclude parting shots, anything that you want to leave with the audience that keeps them coming back for more, wants to search you out and wants to keep coming back to Infinity X. You got
0: this. If you have invested the time to listen to this podcast, you are willing to invest the time somewhere else to improve on yourself and you've got whatever you want. Um, the difference between a dreamer and a doer is the dreamer doesn't take his head off the pillow when the alarm clock goes off. And if if you are not chasing something that you feel passionate enough about, then you are going to need an alarm clock to wake up. But if you don't need an alarm clock to wake up because you're excited about this day, I promise you, you've got this. I don't care who you are. If you have, if you are on food stamps, if you're not on food stamps, you have parents, if you don't, if you're an orphan, you've got this. Because guess what? Everybody's got this. The the capability of anybody as a human, you know, LeBron wasn't born as LeBron. Justin Bieber wasn't born as Justin Bieber. Dave wasn't born as Dave. I wasn't born as Dylan. We built ourselves into who we are and we, if we can do it, it's going to (laughs) sound incredibly cliche, but if we can do it and get through it, you can too. And I promise you one, you're not alone. And two, ask anybody who you look up to did they get to where they are without any help they'll say no and if they say yes they are lying to you don't be afraid to ask for help and to build a community the community is as strong as you are it's like a chain on a bike the weakest link breaks off you have no chain
1: (laughs) oh man and with that, um, hey, Dylan, by the way, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look up a guy by the name of T. Shane Johnson. T. Shane was on my, on my podcast about um, three months ago. Well, uh, Yeah, approximately about three months ago. His, um, watch the replay on there. Uh, his story is an absolutely incredible. Actually relatively similar, um, not from a dyslexic standpoint, but um, served our country, and he actually died twice died twice oh. um, lost use of his left arm um, by about 60 percent and set the Guinness Book of World Record re- records record for most consecutive push-ups in I think a 12-hour period of time so um, your message if he,
0: the audience is going to do anything that they want in the world thank I you know
1: it thank you Thank you. And so check him out. I think that there's co-collaboration right there. I think that you guys, uh, I definitely think there's some synergy. That's what this is about, ecosystem merger, right? It's about one plus one equals a trillion. Infinite opportunities by paying attention to people who are doing things at a high, high, high level, matching and mirroring and measuring after people that can elevate you. That's what you did. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope that is what Dylan was able to provide for you this evening. Dylan, you're the man. I, I, I can't thank you enough for your message of courage, uh, here over the, uh, you know, over the past hour, it's just been an honor and a privilege. Um, I look forward to connecting with you privately, brother. Um, you're just, you're an, you're a rock star, man. You're a rock star. Thank you for being such an inspiration.
0: Thank you for letting me come on the show.
1: the privilege was mine. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Infinity X Stage and Microphone Human Excellence. This has been Dylan Smith. Each and every single week we are coming out with new content, new entrepreneurs, new, new individuals that you aspire to either, you know, be a little bit more like Right? Or measure what they're doing so that you can implement that into your world. Uh, I want to thank you all for spending the time. Uh, again, replay weareinfinityx.com, iTunes, Spotify, and, uh, and the website, and YouTube, excuse me. And uh, until next time, uh, this is David Harder signing off, another edition of We Are Infinity X. Everybody have a great night.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.